Okay, so show of hands. How many people here hate it when people interrupt? Okay, this is really good. All right, spouse eyes, spouses, or more than one spouse. Spouse eye? Spouse, spouses. How many of you hate it when your spouse interrupts you? Yes. Absolutely. What are they thinking anyway? You have such important things to say. None of us like to be interrupted. Now, who does? Sometimes it makes us angry, and sometimes it's just downright embarrassing to be interrupted. I have to tell you a funny little story. I was at a factory that I once represented as a manufacturer's rep, and it was just a wonderful company, and they were amazed, and I, they were amazing, and I was amazed by all the things that they did. And I had taken a whole group of customers up to take a look at the factory. And we were in this waiting conference room, waiting for the plant manager and the president of the company to come in and address us. And I was standing like this, talking to the group, you're them. And I was telling them what a wonderful place this was and what great leadership it had and how amazing the staff was and what a rare, rare situation we were in. About that time, I heard, it's enough, Mr. Lunsford. The president was already there. He was behind me. Well, they knew it. I didn't know it. And I am extolling his virtues. So he said, Mr. Lunsford, I think I can take it from here. I wanted to go someplace and die. It was terrible. And I think we see a little bit of that today in our scriptures of the gospel in particular. You know, you've seen the scene. It's the transfiguration. And Peter, James, and John go up with Jesus for some day of prayer. Jesus is praying, and what happens? His face turns dazzling white, and so do his garments. And he's just transfixed into somebody brand new, or just changed in some miraculous way. Well, I always get a kick. What does Peter do? Peter is like me. I think I am a perfect Peter. I'm always putting my you know, foot in my mouth and always so excited to go do anything that I'm always the first. And I... So anyway, Peter is, is very much like So he says, what does he do? He immediately sees Elijah and Moses there, and he thinks, this is unbelievable. This is such a great thing. And he just goes off. He doesn't give it any thought. He's standing in front of a, tra- a changed Jesus Christ, There's Moses, and there's Elijah, who are hundreds and hundreds of years old. And what's he want to do? Make a plan and build something. You know? Why don't you just take in God and his majesty and his miracle? Oh, he has to plan. I can relate totally. And so he is babbling on. So he goes over to Jesus and goes, this is awesome. Let's build three tents, one for you, one for Moses, one for Elijah. And about that time, a big booming voice comes out of the cloud and says, this is my son, listen to him. Peter had to be astonished. He had to want to crawl into a gopher hole someplace, if they have gopher holes in mountains. He, he wanted to probably die, couldn't, sta- couldn't believe that he was interrupted by the author of life himself, God the Father. What an amazing scene. What I think you and I need to take away from this, just for us to consider this second Sunday of Lent, are you and I any good at being interrupted? Are we any good at letting God interrupt our lives? Or are we always having to plan 
always having our calendar full and our hours of the day maxed out. Can God get in and interrupt your schedule? I won't pick on you. Can he do it to me? No. Honestly, we're booked, aren't we? Take a look at your day planner. I bet it's just full for tomorrow, right? This is Sunday. Of course, you've got a whole bunch of St. Patrick's Day activities going on later on today. But the honest to goodness truth is we're full, we're packed, because if we're not full and packed of activities and things to do, we just don't feel like we're living. And what God the Father pointed out so pointedly to Peter in today's Scripture was that he wishes to interrupt us. He wants for us to listen to his son. He wants for us to take a respite of time so that you and I might be able to sit quietly, not do, but sit and quietly bring in his voice to our lives. Just like at this mass. Every one of you know what's going to happen here. Anybody excited? This is about to have a miracle. No, we're going to be just like Peter and Elijah and Moses are going to show up and we're going to talk about building things or think about going to the Kroger and getting green beans, right? Why does that always happen? I'm not picking on Kroger anymore. I apologize. So let me ask you this, my brothers and sisters. Are you and I willing to be interrupted? Are we willing to relinquish our schedules? Are we willing to pray over our daytime or our computer and say, Lord, let me order this time for you. Let me get my prayer time in in the morning. Let me get my reflecting, listening in. And then let me do it again in the evening. And then, Lord God, I pray, I beg you, let me get all the things done that I need to get done. For this is what God the Father is trying to tell all of us today. Listen to my son. You know, <clears throat> a few weeks ago, I had the opportunity to talk to you every man. Homilies about killed me. They, um, I loved it, though. Anyway, but se- seven homilies, and it was all about Christ renews his parish. Remember that? You're still trying to get over it, aren't you? Anyway, they, um, I want you to know who's sitting right here. There are 35 men who have have been on this weekend who have allowed themselves to interrupt their schedule and allowed themselves to listen to God. They have spent the entire two days doing nothing but sitting and listening for the voice of God. And it's changing your lives, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. I'm expecting at least three deacons out of you guys. That's my quota. All right? And two weeks ago, 34 women did the same thing. It's the first time that Christ Renews' parish has been full and maxed out and on waiting lists in somewhere in the neighborhood of 15 years. Why? Because you allowed yourselves to be interrupted. That's the key that we take from this second Sunday of Lent. Lent causes us to change, causes us to do something different. And this is just that. Let's go out this week. Let's 
literally take the time to pray over our schedules, whether it be our computer screen, or if you're as old as me, a day planner with a pencil, <laughs> right? And ask God to order it and allow him to interrupt our lives. May God continue to bless you.